0: This podcast is brought to you by Workle, a platform helping people get happier at work. Find out more at workle.co. Work happier.
1: So I was kind of thick glasses, backpack wearing, uh, long skirts, was in top set for everything. Yeah, I was a hardcore dweeb. (laughs) I used to spend a lot of time drinking beer, as, as most teenagers do. I quit my job with no plan, and I got a job in a pub to pay my rent.
0: Welcome to the Happy Work Life podcast, where people with inspiring careers reflect on how happy they have been in their working lives. On this podcast, we hear from a range of people working in business, startups, science, academia, media, healthcare, fashion, and much more, and find out which roles gave them the most satisfaction, and importantly, what they have done to get happier at work. So sit down with me, Mark Price, founder of Workle, to help you get happier at work. Workle is the platform where you can find a job in the happiest companies, take our happiness test, network and get career support from experts and much, much more. I'm delighted to be joined by Jager Wise. Jager is a chemical engineer and an English beer brewer. She's a campaigner, broadcaster and author. Jaeger was born in London and raised in Nottingham and she's the head brewer and co-founder of the London-based Wildcard Brewery. In 2018 she was named Brewer of the Year by the British Guild of Beer Writers. Jaeger has just been appointed as the presenter for BBC 4's The Food Programme and you might have caught her on many other programmes and food programmes over the last few years. Jaeger, welcome to the podcast. You've got such an amazing uh, backstory in history. I think the first thing I'd like to know, and I suspect our listeners would like to know, is um, where did your love of chemistry come from?
1: Oh, where did my love of chemistry come from? I don't really know. It was just something that I've always found super interesting. It was it was an area for me that I liked, and I think. At school, when you're doing like math, sciences, English, like all the subjects, I think I think enjoyment is a good part of becoming good at something, if that makes sense. It wasn't something that I was I was specifically aiming for, but it was something that uh, I always enjoyed. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to keep I'm just going to keep doing this
0: rather than it being a, a conscious thought. What was it about chemistry you liked at school oh, on some that? burners? mixing yeah, chemicals yeah I did
1: I did like Bunsen Berners I used to always get told off wearing flip-flops in the lab as well <laughs> it was uh, I know and in hindsight like why would I do that no it was just something I was just good at and it was something I, I enjoyed and something I that seemed to come naturally and I understood
0: how would you describe yourself at school
1: oh goodness I was a dweeb of the highest order of the highest order so I was so I, I, I've worn glasses my whole life and I got my first contact lenses at 16. So up until that moment, and also I, I'm, I'm incredibly short-sighted. So my glasses were really thick and um, this was really before they would, they could thin them to quite the level they can now. So I was kind of thick glasses, backpack wearing, uh, long skirts, was in top set for everything. Yeah, I was a hardcore dweeb. <laughs> and I didn't realise it at the time. Um, but to be honest with you, it suited me just fine.
0: And so at school, did you have any idea what you wanted to do for your future career? Because I suspect if you were, you were seen as being um, a bit of a SWOT, um, people might not necessarily thought you were going to be a brewer.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no, no. What did I think I was going to do? I mean, I considered a few different paths. I considered studying mathematics and then i considered studying english because i I really do love to read so i i I considered those paths and then eventually i went for chemical engineering without really knowing what it was really um i think you're under so much pressure to make a decision um when you're you're pretty much 16 17 when you have to make that decision when you have to apply to universities so you just have to think okay well what do I like? I really like maths. Um, do I want to do a, a maths degree? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit too much maths. <laughs> um, and then uh, I thought, I really like chemistry. Do I want to do chemistry as a degree? Well, oh, that's a bit too much chemistry. So so it was a bit of a mishmash of, of all of the things. Um, I thought I could do a little bit of this and a little bit of that um, and just kind of join join up the things that I liked. But I didn't really... I, really know what it was to be honest (laughs) until until day one of the (laughs) course.
0: and and what about food because obviously you know many congratulations you're you're now one of the presenters of the the food program uh on radio four which is a fantastic program um was food big for you when you were a child and at school was that something you thought you might do get into
1: no actually I would say a hard no so it was something that and I always thought in my in my chemical engineering life oh I would never go into the food industry it's just giant giant cooking that's what I thought (laughs) which is quite a funny way of the way things work out now and um but at the same time I used to spend a lot of time drinking beer as, as most teenagers do and it wasn't until I was I was really at university when I was um, kind of homebrewing and really um, doing it as a hobby and going around mainly at camera beer festivals really and trying lots of different things um, that you think, oh, this is this is, this is actually quite lovely. Um, I remember one of my first major beer festivals was Peterborough Beer Festival. And, and I remember at the time I just drank cider and I'd spent the whole not exclusively cider just that festival I, I just drank cider for that festival and and i remember trying all the different ciders and perries, and by gum did my head hurt the next day but i remember being quite blown away by the 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 range in that portfolio and um like for me i for me i have always loved, loved drinks and i at uni i had like a, a periodic table of drinks on my wall that had all sorts of cocktails in and what have you. So I, ha- I have always been a fan. Does that make sense? And, and I think if you go into anything, I think being a fan of the sector, that it does help because it, it, it keeps things interesting if at your core, you're interested in, in drinks and you're interested in, in, in food and things that, um, that, that people make.
0: But So when did you brew your first beer?
1: oh my goodness I don't really have particular memories about brewing my first beer because we were brewing it together as friends as a group so I was probably more a part of a a larger group brewing a lot if that makes sense and then then you begin to do more and more of it and first of all you start out with those you know those kits you buy from Wilco's those are syrup kits and then you, um, you swap out, you begin to add proper hops and then you begin to work with real grain. So it, it was quite gradual. Um, I remember quite clearly my first commercial brew <laughs> on our kits um, and uh, it ended at two in the morning because we just wanted to get started. And I remember, so no, it was later than two in the morning. I remember the sun was coming up and it was me and my um, colleague, James, who sat outside watching the sunrise and I've never felt such a, a feeling of, of complete pride to say, oh my goodness, we've managed to achieve something. It, it's a really wonderful feeling, that feeling.
0: Right, well, we'll, we'll come to that because I as I suspect like all the listeners are really intrigued to know how you got a career in brewing. But <laughs> going back to your university days, um, you studied chemical engineering at university. Um, Did it become any clearer to you about the job you wanted to do when you were at university, apart from this haze of going to beer festivals?
1: Oh, so you know what I was really into? I really liked water treatment. So I did my placement at German Electric and and I worked in their water division. I even went to water school (laughs) where I learned all about water. So I I was working in in their lab and I, I was really interested in that general area and I found it fascinating about, and just how, how we go about getting clean water on a global scale and the process of desalination and reverse osmosis and all these really interesting things. And, and, and then I thought, oh, I'm not gonna go into the water industry, there's no money in it. And then I ended up in beers, so and there's even less money in that. <laughs> Um, but yes, so so, so I, I found myself um, thinking, oh, I really like this, this one sector. And then um, and I didn't really put beer and chemical engineering together until until much later. And it happens. It happens by by chance, really, that a lot of the, the work that we do in beer um, is so related um to, to, uh, to what I studied, heat exchangers, pumps. I mean, the, the, these are the things we deal with every day. And um, I just didn't really put two,
0: two and two together, really. But before we get to that, there's another step. So after working for GE on water, you then went to sell chemicals.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so tell I, us
0: about what it's like to sell chemicals.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I moved to London um, mainly to do music actually because I, I do sing and I was in various bands and I thought oh I'm going to try and, and be a musician so I was doing that um, session singing playing various gigs all around London there's there is many a song on the internet with my voice on it because I was basically selling my voice for hire oh god <laughs> there's a very embarrassing things out there but we, we, we digress. So I I got a job and I remember I was interviewing for a company in Finchley and I got the job interview. And in the job interview, I uh, the lady said, Oh, well, when can you start? And I said, When do you want me? And she said, and it was Thursday. And she said, Monday. And I said, She said, Can you do Monday? I said, Yeah, sure. I didn't live in London, by the way. (laughs) Had no place to live. So I thought, okay, so I drove back home to Nottingham. And I phoned around a few places and I came back on the Saturday and I had a look at, at one place. And I said, if it to myself, if it doesn't have rats, I'll take it. Um, and I came and I lived on the North Circular in Finchley for the first month. I came down in my little KA, a plastic bag full of clothes, and then I started working in in chemicals. Um, and at first it was it was customer service, and then you kind of work your way up. And then um, I got kind of headhunted by another company. And then I ended up in that company. And in the end, I was working um, in the paints industry. So it was chemicals that go into, um, into paints. And to say it was like watching paint dry is probably an understatement. In reality, you're moving shipping containers around the world. That's really what you're doing is you are um buying chemicals from from various factories and you're selling it to various industries so you in reality lots is happening because of your actions and in real life all you're really doing is being sat at your computer all day and um I just was like you know what I'm beginning to get real expertise in this and I don't actually like it at all um so I quit my job with no plan um, which was very unlike me because I was so on this education path my, like my whole life um, and I got a job in a pub to pay my rent.
0: <laughs> and then, that this is the da-da moment, how did you go from there to um, becoming the master brewer, award-winning brewer that you are today?
1: Okay so the same friends who I used to go drinking with Uh, they were thinking about the brewery thing they had talked about over loads of beers they were thinking of of taking it seriously uh, doing it on a commercial level and I remember it was recession time so it was we're talking 2010 2011 2012 and um I said oh I've just quit my job and being in my, my my job was mainly logistics buying and selling so these are the exact kind of skills you need uh for beer and I said you know what guys I'll help I'll 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 help you out and um I was driving the van and delivering beer and and doing all sorts and then that was really it really I I never left I I was never there I was never meant to be a brewer (laughs) it was not my intention (laughs) and it, it just kind of happened and um You know, I'm of the opinion, if you're going to do something, do it properly.
0: (laughs) But you clearly love it.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, I mean, so I was working in a pub and we were trying to get this little brewery started. So we were, I was in a fantastic position to, number one, sell the pub I was working in, beer. And also when the public came in, I would just talk to them about the beer. So I would just constantly, I don't know how they didn't sack me for this, but I was just constantly just selling my own products behind this pub. Uh, and whenever anyone asked for anything, I would just, I would just be like, yep, yeah, do you want, do you want the Jack of Clubs? Do you want this beer? Do you want this pub? And everyone would, and everyone would, um, would buy it, which was fantastic. And, um, and yeah, it kind of went from there. And then when you're in any sector, I mean, I've always been a massive, Beer fan, but I think it's different working in beer because people always say to you, "Oh, you get to drink beer all day. That must be the best, the best thing ever." And like the job, you don't drink beer all day. I mean, I I do drink beer every day, but I, I drink really tiny quantities of beer. And it's important that we're drinking beer for technical reasons that we're trying to uh, find out um, if something's wrong with it. Uh, if, if the if the fermentation's going well um what our water treatment is like whether we need to improve that so um it, it's a different kind of drinking if that makes sense
0: but it strikes me that you're a very good seller you seem to kind of gravitated towards sales as well as the technical side of brewing i mean th- th- was that in your background
1: yeah so i i used to work in sales so it, in the chemical it was business development so um, it was my job to travel around the country and to, to sell chemicals. To be honest with you, I didn't like it at all. And it made me really anxious and I didn't love it. So here at the brewery, I, so I went into the technical side. So I'm head brewer here. Um, but what I've, what I've learned over the years, and especially now, um, now that we're a little bit moved on a bit, before, I used to be very anti me going out and selling beer. And it, it was largely because I, I was burnt quite badly by just generally being in heavy, heavy sales before. Like, I just, I just didn't really want to do it when there's other things I could do. So um, uh, Will, who's um, my husband, and also he's, he's one of the directors at, at WorldCard, he, he is a natural uh, salesman. So he's a natural gift of the gab. But now... Um, I'm a little bit older and there's more distance from my uh, <laughs> feet being burned in the sales fire in chemicals. Now, if, if I'm talking to you and I find out you own a restaurant or a pub, I'm asking you within five minutes whether you'll buy my beer. Just because it, you just it's a part of, 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 of being in a small company. Um, you, you do have to take personal responsibility for everything. And if I've met someone that runs a restaurant and I haven't asked them to buy my beer, <laughs> I'm probably doing a disservice <laughs> to uh, my colleagues and, uh, and, and also probably my beer. I would say uh, one of the top tips for running a brewery is always be selling.
0: And, and tell me, you've worked in big companies or you've worked for big companies and now you're doing an entrepreneurial startup. What, what are the pros and cons of doing an entrepreneurial startup?
1: oh um I can take time off whenever I like which is amazing um so I can do this and do that and I can film and I can um very rarely to go on holiday really to be honest with you it's more um because I work for the obviously BBC Food Programme and we travel all around the country so I often um have to go and, and and do that and like I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that in a, in a larger company. And I, I've built a team here um, and we can cope with that. So if I have to go, then that's fine. So that's absolutely fantastic. And by the flip coin, it means that um, like you have to take personal responsibility. So that means if for whatever reason you look out the window and it's an unexpected sunny weekend, and you haven't put enough bar stuff on or someone in your team hasn't put enough bar stuff on because we didn't expect the sunshine um all of our venues are very when the sun comes out the people come so if you have unexpected sun people will come unexpectedly if that makes sense so that's you with your coat on you're going to help uh pull pints and um having that connection i think and, and not losing sense of the of the responsibility aspects across the board is um i think is is very important um and yeah just as in just knowing where the the uh, buck stops i always say so in my team every everything is my fault no matter who who makes the the error or the mistake um i'm, I'm responsible for the consequences so as long as you have a healthy attitude towards that, but I think taking responsibility just generally across the board is um, is key.
0: Let's just talk a little about your um your writing, your broadcasting. So, uh, talk to us about writing. Oh
1: goodness! Um, so I, I wrote my book Wild, Wild Brews. It took me three and a half years to write. <laughs> I'm not a natural author, and I just thought I'm just going to write down everything that I would have wanted to learn when I was getting into these kinds of beers. So these are beers that are brewed with wild yeast, with bacteria. Um, It's very difficult to find it all written in one place and very difficult to find from a practical perspective. There's lots of people that write from a um, historical perspective, some books even from a scientific perspective. But I mean, I wanted to join up practicality. So this is what I physically do. And science, with some history in there as well. Um, so hopefully um, I've come to a nice balance there. but yeah, the whole book was designed to get people brewing at home, but these special kind of is.
0: And tell me, did you find it easy, enjoyable, hard work? It's probably
1: one of the hardest things that I've done. And talking to other authors, um, when I asked them about their process, how they did it, one of the things I learned is they often take um, lots of time off to go and go sit somewhere and write a book for, for two months or three months. And, and I didn't do that. So I wrote this in evenings and weekends over a long period of time. And I think that approach probably made it a little bit longer <laughs> to write. Um, but I, I'm so unbelievably proud of myself because it's, it's for me, it's, it's not something that I ever would have thought I would ever be able to achieve in my life. So to be able to have that, I, I think a book is something, like when I'm long dead, like someone will have a copy of my book somewhere. And I think more so than any other media, I think. I think be, I think a book is a physical, tangible thing that goes into the shelf of time, if that makes sense. So uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm quite
0: proud of it. And what about your broadcasting? How did you get into it? And um, how does it work? How do you enjoy it?
1: Oh, how does it work? So I, mean, I got onto it by... So I kept getting approached because I am... Obviously, I'm, I'm a female brewer. Obviously, I'm a black female brewer. There's not that many of us out there. And I kept getting asked to do, uh, like, press bits and bobs so they kept coming to the brewery and taking photos and obviously it's great publicity for the brewery so I was like great take photos of our product fantastic and from there someone said oh will you mind being in this video and I said oh yeah sure and I was just talking about my beer in the video and then um, someone said you know what Jager you don't totally suck on camera let's put a camera in front of you and let's see how you do and then it turns out it wasn't awful (laughs) <laughs> and then it's just continued. So I'm still waiting for someone to uh to to find me out <laughs> on the broadcasting side. But yeah, com- completely um unintentional. But now it's a it's a great balance between uh I get to do stories I'm really interested in, I get to pitch ideas and see them all the way through to broadcast. So um like the food program is 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 it's just incredible for that because because you, you get to uh, pitch stories research stories uh, highlight things you're really interested in and programs like beer masters which is a show i had on um, amazon prime with uh, james blunt is just those kind of gigs if i can get one in my lifetime which i have then i'm done then i'm
0: done, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> and, and tell us about how you see the future you're um you're in a brewing company that's building and growing at a rate of knots You've been acknowledged as a fantastic brewer. You're a presenter on the food program. You've written a book. I mean, so what's next for you?
1: You know, when you say it all like that, it sounds like a lot. But I think if you just take one day at a time and you try and 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 reach for the and reach for the top, I think only good things will really come. There's no plan specifically. I'm not doing anything specifically or aiming for anything in any way. But for me, I mean, these opportunities come once in a lifetime. And I think you have to have to grab them whilst whilst they're there, really.
0: And if you were advising now your 16 year old self, what piece of advice would you give you?
1: I would probably say to my 16 year old self, like, do exactly what you're going to do. Don't change a thing. I would say probably in terms of confidence is one of the things I would probably give myself a kick for, because I was a very unconfident young woman in terms of um, in terms of within myself. So I would pro- probably say you're going to be all right, and just just keep doing what you're doing.
0: You've done an amazing amount already, uh, Jager. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me and. Uh, we wish you well with your um, uh, food programme. Uh, we wish you well with brewing, uh, more writing if that comes along. And whatever you do, I'm sure you'll be a huge success. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: To listen to more episodes and find out how to get happy in your working life, head to workall.co. Work happier.